Saddam Nomads, episode 57. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the weekly podcast show for expat partners. You will find here great inspiration and tips to build your portable career and thrive in your global nomadic life. I am your host, Emel Deregi. Welcome back to the best of series of Tandem Nomads first season. In these next four episodes, you will be able to listen to some of the top insights that were shared on Tandem Nomads to build a strong identity, plan a healthy financial, legal and administrative situation, develop a career on the move and build a successful portable business. So four major topics that can be really crucial for expert partners to make the best of their journey abroad. And after these four episodes, we will kick off the second season of Tandem Nomads. So this week is Identity and Reinvention Week. This is probably the centerpiece of what is often at the origin of expert partners' challenges when moving from a country to another. In the episode 51, if you remember, we talked a lot about the general challenges of defining home and our identity when living on the move and adapting to so many different cultures. But in the particular case of expat spouses, identity has a lot to do also with finding on top of that, the balance between being a parent, particularly a mom, dedicating time for the family, while trying to pursue our own dreams, aspirations, career, and building a strong self-confidence. So this is actually a challenge that has been highlighted by women for decades, even when not being a nomad. But moving from a country to another does not make it any easier. So in this episode, I have chosen some extracts that explain really well where this challenge comes from, but also explain some great insights and important advice to turn this challenge into great opportunities. We are going to start with Evelyn Simpson, an ex-banker, expat partner, and co-founder of the coaching company Thriving Abroad. She has here some really, really important messages to share with us. I was very consumed in my career um, and then I stopped. And it made me understand how much my identity was caught up in my career. Um, And that really defined who I was. And I guess it defined my self-worth at the time as well. So giving that up was difficult. And then you throw on a layer of cultural change and the ex- the exhaustion of being a new mother. <laughs> it was not the easiest of times. I can imagine. It passed in a blur, I think, of tiredness mostly. <laughs> There's no oh my God, what have you been doing all day? Which I know is often a question that uh, expat partners get get frustrated with um, because they know they've been working really hard all day, um, even though they don't have an income. Um, And I think it's trying to be as intentional about your experience as you can be. 
So trying to understand what it is that you want to get out of the experience, what it's going to do for your life, your career, your kids, whatever. Um, But really thinking about that ahead of time and doing your research so that you understand what you're getting into. And, you know, in terms of fulfillment, and I think this is particularly true for for expat partners, um, you know, Don't allow your own needs to be buried in the process. Speak up for yourself because if you don't take your own needs seriously to have a conversation about them, it's really difficult for other people, your partner, your partner's company to take your needs seriously as well. I would say in terms of all of that is, um, you know, don't just think about this move. Um, If you're thinking about moving abroad for three years, don't just think about that move. Think and talk about what comes next. Because for a lot of people, one move leads to another move. And, you know, while you intend to, particularly if you're an expat partner, if you intend to, say, take some time out of the workplace, um, at the end of three years or five years, if you haven't talked about it, then you're in a position where you don't have a source of income, you don't have a career. So the next move becomes almost a self-fulfilling thing because it's kind of like, well, of course your career has to take precedence because it's the only one in our family. (laughs) So, you know, I I think it's really important both for your income and your fulfillment and your long-term financial well-being. To find out more about Evelyn and her great insights in the full version of this episode, go to tandemnomads.com slash 23, 2 and 3. So for those who have been following me closely since the launch of Tandem Nomads, you must know that I have never been a big fan of the term training spouse. And this is why I call the show Tandem Nomads. And I've expressly designate expert spouses as expert partners. I actually have a whole episode about this term. But um, here is an extract with Kristen Louise Duncan that probably explains why in certain cases, being an expat spouse really f- does feel like training, and why? And actually, what can we do to avoid that? So, Kristen is a psychotherapist. She is also an expat partner, and the author of Trailing, a memoir, and Five Flights, Sex, Love, and Family. The reason I entitled the book trailing. For me, it was important to use that word specifically because when I agreed to follow my husband to East Africa, I think what really happened to me is is that I found myself in the role of someone trailing. So I turned in my own agenda. No one asked me to do it. I went in fully compliant And I followed my new husband. I was young and impulsive, and off we went. I discovered that nothing was like what I thought it was going to be. Part of my frustration was is that I was there without any resources. And I was also extremely young. You know, I went off very gung-ho thinking that I knew exactly how to assimilate. But one of the things I learned on the ground was 
that you you can't just show up just because you're a clinical social worker and just because you have a background in public health and say, okay, here I am and now I'm going to do some good work. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't work like that. You, you've got to be plugged in with an infrastructure that allows you to use whatever skills you might be bringing to the, um, to the situation. And I wasn't plugged in and I agreed to that knee jerk. It didn't even occur to me to ask myself the question of how do you as a young adult woman want to craft your life. This huge and very, 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 very hard to get my head around for a while revelation that if you sit around waiting for someone to give you permission to be who you are or who you say you are, you might be waiting your whole darn life until I realized that the obstacle I was facing was that I was waiting for someone to give me a job versus creating my own job. Mm-hmm. And that for me is probably the biggest mental leap I have ever taken in my life. Kristen takes us further through the really tough journey she has experienced and um, talks about a topic that's actually quite taboo in our communities of expats. What happens if, as an expat partner, the relationship does not go well with the spouse? And in worst cases, when the spouse is cheating and we end up being dependent and with no resources, what do we do? So Kristen Duncan takes us through her story dealing with this and uh, how she managed, despite all of those crazy events, to build a strong identity for herself and find her source of happiness and accomplishment. So to know all about It, check out this two-part interview on tandemnomads.com slash 43 and tandemnomads.com slash 44. Here is now an extract with Rashmi Agarwala Zimborg. She's an ex-business consultant, an expat partner, uh, a Ayurvedic fan and a coach. Well, since I met him, my goals started to shift. I had to get flexible and You know, it's hard. It's hard to be a trailing spouse. And um, while, while it is very rewarding, it's very hard to say, I won't do what really makes me tick because my husband needs to do what makes him tick. We forget that we have to take care of ourselves first. There are very few people that, have, that can stay conscious while you're raising children and getting married and moving from country to country, uh, that all of us have not forgotten at some point mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves or to put ourselves f- uh, up first. And, you know, forgetting yourself is a bad idea because you're, everything, everything suffers from there. It's, it's really like a domino effect. And the moment you say, all right, no, I have to take care of myself, then the shifts happen by themselves, also in a domino way. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you take care of yourself, the more things fall into place all around you. I think what's, what's important that I would like to share is um, it's a lot of fun. 
-hmm. It's a lot of fun going from one place to another. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to discover new worlds. It's exciting to... For me, the most exciting part is to reinvent yourself every four years or have a chance, or at least it's a privilege to say, all right, I didn't like that about my life. Here we go. I have a chance to fix that and change it and describe myself differently. And I think that is amazing. Rashmi takes us even further through this incredible identity reinvention journey she's been through. Uh, and she also shares some great insights on tandemnomads.com slash 31. Here is now Lisa Webb, the blogger of Canadian Expat Mom and the author of the book series, The Kids Who Travel the World. She also put together the anthology Once Upon an Expat, a book of fascinating stories from 39 expat women across the world. Sometimes you're stronger than you think you are. I remember getting to Paris and thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I might have to go back home. Like this is, this is not what I had in mind. But once you do it and once you, you kind of, you get really proud of yourself and you think, okay, well, if I can do that, I can do this. Or I think what I had to do was find something that I was really passionate about to, to be able to find my way I needed to find out what I loved well obviously I loved my kids I loved writing and our family is very passionate about traveling it's something that my husband and I did before we even knew each other so then it was normal for us to continue on doing that with our children and so the more I would write the more I would write about being a mom I would write about traveling with my kids and it it kind of came together on its own for me I realize it's not going to work out that way for everyone mm. but I think that as someone who's trying to find um, something new. It's almost like you have to recreate your life when you're an expat. You leave the life you had, you leave your job, you leave your language, and you really need to find what works for you. So maybe for me that was writing, so I just passionately focused on that. And maybe for someone else it's cooking, which is what I did when we started moving to France. And some people maybe they love going to the gym and they use that time to turn inwards and just get really fit. And you need to kind of think of it as it's a time in your life where you can do something you might not have otherwise had the opportunity to do because you have this time and you have this chance to start fresh. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity to just think, well, what makes me happy? Um, but like I said, it didn't come easy. It, it took some time. It took a few years. I didn't know if it was going to go. I never would have imagined that I would have been writing books. I just started out wanting to tell some funny stories to anyone back home, like maybe my mom would be the only person who was reading them. Um, but I think maybe now a few more people than my mom read them. So I'm happy about that. And you know what? For the first probably three years, I was really busy being a new mom. Well, first I was trying to find my way in a new country. I wasn't a mom yet. And then being a new mom took up a few years of my life because my kids were so close together. So if someone asked me, I probably wouldn't even have mentioned my blog. Mm. But now that my kids are a little bit older and I've kind of used that as a branch to start my kids' book series and the, the books are about traveling and every book the kids go to a new country and it's all countries that my kids have been to and the books are actually based on my two daughters. So that's kind of part of who I am now. I've, it's like a passion project that has turned into actual work, mm. but it, it's taken me a while to get to a place where I would say that 
that's my job or that's what I do during the day. Lisa tells us more about her journey to find her identity and balance between being a mom and building a professional career on tandemnomads.com slash 33. After we got to know each other through this interview, Lisa gave me the opportunity and really extreme honor of writing a chapter of the book Once Upon an Expat. So in this chapter that I called Lost and Found Between Homeless and Homeful, I share all about my journey defining home. This book is a collection of inspiring stories from expats who share their adventures and very moving stories across the globe. So if you're looking for a fun book to read, relax and relate to your own stories, you can get it with a simple click on the web page of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 57, five and seven. But also know something very important is that if you purchase this book, you will participate to a really, really important cause as all the proceeds will be donated to Books Abroad, which is an NGO that supports literacy in the developing world. So I really hope that you will help us support this cause and go to tandemnomads.com slash 57 to purchase it. In the next episode, we will discuss all the aspects that you should really think of planning ahead of time for you and your family when you decide to move abroad. So see you in the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.